the virus is speaking to a generation. The Lord is using the coronavirus that I prophesied to be able to alert a gener- to awaken a generation. What 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 uh, uh, a, a mighty God eh? that He can awaken a generation that they don't just stumble into it, right? But that they may know that there is there are hard times coming. So that's why I want now to look a little bit. I know last time I looked at the character of the Antichrist, and out of that also you could see that people have to make a stoppage to say, I am stopping here, I'm drawing the line, I want to be born again, because I don't want to enter into the dispensation of the Antichrist. Isn't it? And that's why today I want to pursue this, and I have two sections. In fact, there are four. Time allowing tomorrow, I need to cover total, because tomorrow is church service. Tomorrow I'll be looking at how ought the church to live in this dispensation of the coronavirus and all that will be laid here. But now I intend to look at some area which is going to open up towards the trumpets. I want to look at the great tribulation. And my purpose and intent is to be able to present it to the church that the church may further understand the importance of catching the cue, the cue for the coronavirus and preparing now that they may not enter into that unbelievable, distressful dispensation called the Great Tribulation. In any case, there will be a lot of distress on worship and just life as a believer, as we have seen before and will see, right? But I want to talk about the events because I think there is a great mystery and a mistake of understanding, misunderstanding of what lies ahead. That is the only reason why a people can be complacent at this hour. That they are not aware. So once you bring it to them, they will always make the rational decision. They will always avoid it, right? And Jesus would, would win, right? Thank you. So I want to lay that before you, stepwise, just to describe the dispensation stepwise. But, as I told you, all that is still working within preparing the earth for the judgment of God. I, all what I'm going to say, however terrible it is, it is essentially to prepare the earth for the judgment of the Lord. So then, how, more, how much more terrible is the judgment of God? If the preparation for the judgment is this terrible, I'm talking about the, the, the one we're going to talk about, the seals and so forth. Even now, it's, people are dying. It is terrible, right? People are dying. So, number one, the great tribulation is a time of greatest distress. Is a time of greatest distress. And I want to read the following scripture to help you understand. So that we see if you love distress, then you can opt to stay. But if you're like everybody else that doesn't like distress, then you can prepare to leave. Enter the rapture, right? So we've seen Daniel chapter 12. Now we read the book of Revelation. Matthew, we start, just just go to Daniel chapter 12 verse 1 because we are dealing with this right now. And then we'll go to Matthew 24 and then Revelation. Hallelujah. Let us just read every scripture. Okay. Go verse 1 again. 
Once you are ready, you let me know. Are you ready? It says, At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress such as has never happened on the earth from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name will be found written in the book of life, will be delivered. So, that is a very powerful thing because the Lord comes out to mention, to classify the distress. To say, like never before, you've not seen it, has not happened. But then, at the end, he gives an exit strategy, exit route. He says, however, there is a book. So, he still talks about redemption, salvation, right? Repentance. And in so doing, let us go to Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 7. Are we ready? Jeremiah 30, verse 7. Before we go to Matthew 24. Jeremiah 30, verse 7. He says the following about that time. He says... How awful that day will be. No other will be like it. It will be a time of trouble for Jacob, but he will be saved out of it. So that's very powerful. Look at this now. In Daniel chapter 12 verse 1, he's addressing the Jewish people. Of course, by inference, whoever does not make it into the rapture. But he's mainly addressing the Hebrew people. Because that's their time. He says, there will be a time of distress as has never visited the earth until then. So all these you are seeing, Sodom and Gomorrah, everything happening, all these slaughters, ISIS, what? That's nothing, he says. But then, he says, it is a time of distress for Jacob. And he says, for Jacob, he has already prepared their salvation, how to save them. Remember the wings of the great eagle? He has prepared how to save Jacob from there. So where does that leave the church? That leaves the church with one route to enter into the rapture, right? You see, slowly by slowly you're beginning to understand it's not a place to be. It's time of greatest distress. That's what we're looking at. Terrible distress, unbelievable distress. Matthew 24, verse 22. Again, the purpose is simple, that we may look at what's happening in the coronavirus and why the coronavirus has come and gripped the earth with such a distress we have not seen the people of the earth say but he's saying that that is nothing the coronavirus is simply blinking a warning signal be careful now be careful now be careful now a dispensation a dispensation is coming it's coming it's coming watch out now watch out it's simply blinking a warning a glimpse of what happens in there. It's a warning that the tribulation and the great tribulation is coming. And that's why once you take the cue and then you prepare, that is the message. Beyond the terror of death you see, the global terror on the media, the terror, the fear, the the shutdown, the airlines. It says, Matthew 24, verse 21 and 22, right? He says the following. He says, For then there will be a great distress unequaled from the beginning of nations until now, 
and never to be equaled again. So it will not be visited again. I will show you why it will never be visited again. It will be one of a kind and it will never come again. And then verse 22 says, If those days had to be cut, had, had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be, those days will be shortened. And I will explain to you why they are shortened. Otherwise you can't make it. No one can make it, right? So terrible distress. A time of greatest distress. Now, let us go back. Because if you look at the book of Revelation chapter 6 on. Revelation chapter 6 all the way to chapter 18 is essentially talking about the distress that is coming to the earth and the aggravation of it and the great tribulation. So that's why I want us to advance the seals eventually, just 6 and 7, because we've touched 5, right? So 6 and 7. Remember, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, prepare the earth for 7. So we are going to get to them, because 7 is very key. Because once seven, the seventh seal is broken, then now we begin the trumpets, the seven trumpets. It will be unbelievable. And I want to see if there's anyone who still will want to remain on this earth. So, Revelation chapter 6, verses 12 to 17. Are we ready to read? Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Revelation chapter 6 now Verses 12 to 17 He says I watched As he opened The sixth seal And there was a great earthquake And the sun turned black Like a sackcloth Made out of goat hair And the whole moon Turned blood red And the stars in the sky Fell to the earth as figs drop from a fig tree when shaken by a strong wind. Did you understand why I told you the shaking of the heavens? The heavens receded like scroll being rolled up and every mountain and island were removed from its place. Can you imagine that? You're already beginning to understand. I wanted to, I, I desperately needed to bring this to the attention of the church. So that if there's any misunderstanding whatsoever about that season, it may be cleared here today that people may make a clear determination to enter the kingdom of God. Right? Right from this one here. This one that simply prepares the earth for judgment. You can almost see it's unbearable. Right? To see mountains being removed and stars falling on the earth, right? Like figs of a fig tree. Oh, that is the greatest terror. That becomes the time of the greatest terror. You won't believe it. If the stars, how, how heavy they are, how hot they are, they smash a city. Huh? You can imagine. And he says... Then the kings of the earth and the princes and the generals and the rich, the mighty and everyone else, both slave and free, hid in caves among the rocks of the mountains. 
They called for the mountains and rocks to fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne. Aye. And from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come. And who can withstand it? So again, what is he saying? He's saying, you will long to die, but the Lord will withhold death. You long that a mountain cover you that you don't see that level of terror. I wanted this to come to the church. That you may know very clearly what lies ahead. What the coronavirus is blinking about. Warning about. Be careful now. Be careful now. Be careful now. Look at this terror here. Even the kings and the mighty ones went to hide. And they longed for a mountain to cover them that they may not see the terror of stars falling off the sky. Falling on the earth. The explosion. You can imagine the noise. The blast. Is that a time you want to live in? And you can tell obviously that wow. Then he's destroying the earth. I call it repossession. Taking it back. Right? Taking it back. And then he says, so we've read up to 17. Also, the book of Revelation, chapter 7. So, so you can imagine that amount of distress. Can I read it again? Because he says, I watched it open the sixth seal and a great earthquake struck. The sun turned black like a sackcloth made out of goat hair. And the whole moon turned red, blood red. And the stars in the sky fell off to the earth as figs drop from a fig tree when shaken by wind. Heaven receded and scrolled like a scroll and rolled up. And every mountain and island were removed from their place. Isn't that maximum terror? Maximum. Even just one star to fall on the earth, eh? or a few stars, the explosion. Eh? Because first of all, they are very hot. Some of them hotter than the sun. Aye. Revelation chapter 16, verse 17. Revelation 16, verses 17. To 21. It says, The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air. So these are now the bowls. I know that I'm jumping the gun because I have a chronology ahead of you here. I've set out for you very clearly how the seals come, seven of them, and then the seventh one, then we end at the seven trumpets, then the trumpets lead to this. So I have it set out for you. The seventh trumpet also is worse. So set out. So, but, but this is just to demonstrate to you that it's a time of, just a summary, an introduction, that it's a time of greatest distress. If you're looking for anything to instruct you about the great tribulation, it is distress. The greatest distress like has never visited. Do you understand why he said has never visited? Because that kind of scenario where stars are falling off the sky and mountains are removing themselves from place. In fact, you'll be able to see, you'll be able to see, some of them ablaze, remove themselves, and drift at high speed into the sea, and fall into the ocean. 
and one third of the waters. It's a situation, eh? It's a situation and a half. So this is what the coronavirus is warning the generation about. He's saying our head is bad. Our head is not good. It's not good at all. That's what the coronavirus is saying. It's saying in Swahili they say Mbele, Mbele Nikubaya. Nikubaya. Pale, Pale Nikubaya. In front is bad. Our head is bad. It's not good. That's what the virus is saying. And say just just to again to underscore because I know later I'll come to the bowels and what have you. But just to underscore he says the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air out of the temple. Remember the temple opened? I, I, I know I'm jumping, don't worry about it. I already mentioned it in passing, but I'll do it in a chronological way. That when I open the seven when the seventh seal will be opened, then I'll go through the seven trumpets. But the seventh trumpet after it's done, then the temple doors open. That temple the Lord walked me into where the pillar is the, that door opened then there are seven angels ready to step out from the temple with bowels each this is one of them right and he's talking about the seventh angel right hallelujah just to emphasize the time of distress and to ask you do you still want to stay here that is now the whole thing that you may make decision and inform decision right he's saying the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne saying it is done then there came flashes of lightning rumblings and peals of thunder and a severe earthquake no earthquake like it has ever occurred since mankind has been born on the earth Aye. Huh? it's the mother of all right and he says, so tremendous was the quake. The great city split into three parts. And the cities of the nations collapsed. Aye! The cities of the nations collapsed. Aye, 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 aye. You don't want to be there. Did you understand me now? I wanted to bring this to the church that you may understand the message that the coronavirus is bringing to the church. So he's, I'm using this to dramatize the unequal, the time of greatest distress ever. So do you still want to enter there? That is my message to the church. And that is the signaling, the messaging that is coming from the coronavirus. He's saying, look, the dispensation is coming. The dispensation is near. We are just on the verge of entering the great tribulation. The tribulation and the great tribulation. Are you ready to go up in the rapture? Or you want to enter there? If you want to enter there, then can I give you a little glimpse of what is in there? But all people may make a good decision and honor Jesus and be taken up into the rapture and humiliate the devil, right? This is the whole purpose here, right? And all the cities of the nations collapsed. Aye! That is a quick point five. Huh? 
Then he says, Collapsed. God remembered Babylon, the great city, and gave her the cup filled with the wine of the fury of his wrath. Every island fled away, and the mountains could not be found. Look at that now. From the sky, huge hailstones, huge is the word, meaning like boulders, huge hailstones, each weighing about a hundred pounds, fell on people. Did you hear that? No. Do you people still want it? You don't want Kabisa? This is bad. Mm, very bad. Very bad. I just wanted to give you a little glimpse. You understand why I was dying to do this? That you may understand why I prophesied the coronavirus and brought it forward before its time because it, it is the great tribulation also that this prophet strikes the earth strikes with the earth with plagues as many plagues as many times as he wishes some of which he has prophesied now already so if he's giving prophecy of what will happen the great tribulation at this time doesn't that tell you about time doesn't it tell you that that dispensation is around the corner Aye. And yet you get to see It's a time of greatest distress Like never seen before And this is just the seventh bowl Because there are other bowls And I've not tied the trumpets You say from the sky Huge hailstones Each weighing about A hundred pounds Aye! Fell on people And they cast God on account of the plague of hail because the plague was so terrible have the capacity to strike the earth with plagues as many times as they wish so do you understand what they call from heaven excuse me do you understand the role of the two prophets they call this this is what the Bible meant That they have power to strike the earth With as many plagues That's why you see at the end When they are killed People exchange gifts For they have tormented the residents of the earth Like never ever before So they come to execute the wrath of God That's why you see one of them standing there And the beard and the head totally filled with bees But you can see from the coronavirus that they are loaded with the wrath of God. Senior counsel, uh, my son Wakili Kimani here, he said that they are threatening to wipe out the population of the earth. Now, now, now. Before the great tribulation. Now. They are threatening to do it. Hi. So you can tell, loaded with the wrath. I mean, there is no segregation whether developed or not. Or developing It's coming with full power I mean Whether it's China with sophistication America sophistication Or another country or Europe or Italy First world It does not matter I. And you know The way God created the human being His creature 
He created man as a social animal, social being. They like to eat together. They like to sing together. They sing together. They social. They like to sit and watch football together. They like to go to weddings and enjoy together, celebrate so and so's wedding together, company, fellowship. They like to go to movie theaters together. They like to go watch comedy together. They like to watch football, TV, whatever it is, watch together. They like to eat together, to sit together and eat. He really made sure that the core of human life was tailored, tightly knit onto social, social being. That's why you see their family. Family likes to eat together. They sit together and talk together. They work in offices, they work together. They are traveling on flight, they sit in the aircraft together. They travel together. Sit in a train together. They go together. They are shopping in the malls. You find families walking left and right together. If, you, if they go to a mall where people are not there, they don't go back. If anyone tries to sit alone and eat his meal alone, they say something is wrong with him. And so it is that socialness that these two prophets came and disconnected. And they totally made the world dysfunctional. Disarmed life. You understand? Because how do universities now do lectures? That's why they are shutting down all of them. I'm sure even the Kenyan universities are going to shut down. You are saying some of them have shut? Which one? Nazarene and we are told, you are, you are talking about which one? Multimedia, you heard about it, eh? Or you saw it? Yeah, you see that? So, the, 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 how? That is what these two prophets went for. This together, together, because they were not, a pay, they were not paying attention to them. They are not according them the attention they deserve. Because they have come with the ultimate message that the King is coming. The Messiah is coming. The Lord is coming. So the Creator is coming. Prepare the way. The one who died for the earth. Died for the nation. The Savior of the world is coming. How can the world not listen to such a powerful message? That their Redeemer, their Savior is coming. How can you ignore and that's why he said, no, whatever it takes to catch their attention, so be it. Did you understand? But in the process, it also serves to warn. He's warning them of their, the coming danger. I mean, if you are driving on a road, and then the electronic boards are writing, watch out, watch out, danger ahead, accident ahead. Accident. You always slow down and slow down, and sometimes you ask, you, you stop and ask somebody Excuse me, I see, I, I see the signpost uh, Excuse me, are you a police officer here? Yes I am I see the signpost you put that there is an accident ahead So which other route can I use? He said, no, 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 just turn and head this way He wants them to change course He wants the generation to change course If there is any generation that is really sold into Devil, evil Malice pays Malice is great. They fancy sin. Sin has been caramelized and sin has been exalted. It is now more of a celebrity thing. Celebrity when you are sinful. If there is a generation into drugs and homosexuality, transsexuals, bisexuals, they are into drugs and alcohol. 
They're into immorality non-stop. They're uncontrollable. It is this generation. You go to cities like Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas on a Friday or oh, a Saturday like this. You have like thousands of young people get out of the university and flood the city looking for brothels, drinking joints, what? It happens in Chicago also. happens in London. happens in France. This generation. And then that is now the one they disconnected that you cannot walk together. So life became disarmed. And we're together. It's not a joke. The, the Lord is looking for attention. You cannot ignore your creator. You can't ignore him. You can't ignore the omnipotent creator. The one that gives you breath every morning. He's seeking the attention of the world. But in the process, he's warning of the coming danger. Be careful now. And so... I said, if you are looking for anything in our introduction here, introducing the Great Tribulation, he says, it's a period characterized with the greatest distress as has never happened since the beginning of nations until then. And if there's any sample, any sample of that, the, the example for, of, of, of that distress is what we are reading here. It's unbelievable. The cities will collapse. The stars will fall off the heavens. Eh? An earthquake would take place. People would run and long for a mountain to cover them. But they may not see and hear what they're seeing. Like has never happened before. So he's warning that, look, listen to these two prophets. The great tribulation is anyhow terrible, unbelievably terrible. These are your friends. They're trying to change course and lead you to Christ, right? Lead you to the kingdom of heaven. The devil is lying to you. It's a bad time there. Hallelujah. And so that is what happens then. So it's a time of severe affliction, severe rest affliction, it's a time of severe rest affliction, severe rest persecution for Christians. Severest suffering, the greatest suffering ever on the face of the earth. And that suffering, now I'm going to now escalate this. Number two, the great tribulation is not a time you can say, I will hide in this country and be safe from it. It will be everywhere. So it, it number two, it, it, it encompasses the whole, absorbs, consumes the whole earth. So do you want to call it a global uh, global distress, global phenomenon? It's a global phenomenon, right? So there's nowhere to hide. I'm simply trying to make it easier for the church today to choose to enter through the rapture. To let you understand that even the high and mighty, the billionaires, will long for a cave to enter and have a mountain cover them. The billionaires. Not all people are billionaires then. How about the rest? I'm simply saying there will be nowhere to hide. In that greatest distress, be it as it may, then there will be nowhere to hide. Do you still want to wait for it? I want to make it easier for the Christian tuned in to decide to receive Christ, to be holy, and enter in the rapture. Hallelujah. And that is what the coronavirus is saying. It's saying if you fear the dread of this moment, how much more the unbearable that's coming. 
Hallelujah. And then he goes on to say, so, so it will be all over the world. That's number two, right? So can we go to Revelation chapter uh, three? We'll read a few scriptures here and there. Three verse ten. Revelation three verse ten, right? Are we ready? Hallelujah. Is anybody learning a thing or two? Very powerfully. That's why I wanted to give this. Unfortunately, because the door is closing now, we have only a few of you, but you can transmit, right? And they are tuned in already. They are tuned in. Then tomorrow we have a Sunday service through this also. But you can see it's coming out very clearly that the misinformation or disinformation the devil had been capitalizing on, exploiting to cause people to be complacent is being eroded off today that you may understand the truth about what lies ahead and then decide to enter into the kingdom of God. Choose for holy Christian life, right? Revelation chapter 3 verse 10, he says the following. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, see the patience, patient endurance I was talking about? Patiently. I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come to the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. Look now. It's a global phenomenon to the whole world to test the inhabitants of the whole earth. So you cannot tell me I will hide in Kenya. And no, you, even the islands, some of them will be removed. They will be deleted. I. He's saying there's nowhere to hide. It's a global phenomenon. The hour of distress that is coming to the whole world, to the entire earth, to the whole earth. So as distressful, extreme as it is, it will cover the whole world. There's nowhere to hide yourself. The rich, the lofty billionaires and so, then the leaders will be longing for a hole to enter a cave. But there will be nowhere, he said. There will be nowhere to hide. You can imagine the neutron stars blasting themselves right upon the face of the earth. It's unbearable. Some of the prophecies have given, like the collision when the stars fall off, right? And the planets fall off. I have a great feeling that those things happen in the great tribulation. However, I know that the Lord normally has a way of doing something during this time to identify this prophet. Like now he's doing the coronavirus which will be a big thing with plagues into the great tribulation. But he's doing a little here to identify them, to tell the world, you must listen. You cannot ignore, right? And he says, the book of Revelation chapter 7, are you there? Revelation chapter 7, we don't have much time, but read a little bit, verse 9 to 17. I read real quick because of time. Revelation 7. 9 to 17 he says after this I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation every tribe, every people, every language standing before the throne and before the Lamb this is not normally what gives me great hope every time I read this scripture I celebrate Jesus because I'm like Jesus thank you you will win no matter how bad it is you're going to win them from every tribe, every nation, every people. They will enter into your glory. Right? So that is why you peg and you tag your hope on. Right? 
from every nation, every tribe, every people, every language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches um, in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Verse 13 he says, Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve Him day and night in His temple. And He who sits on the throne will shelter them with His presence. Never again will they thirst. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor will any heat scorch on them. Oh, no, on them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne. Ah, the Lamb is at the center of the throne. Always will be their shield. He will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away their tear, the tears from every eye. So, th- th- this is powerful anyway. All I'm saying is the following. That you see... When now these ones have come from the great tribulation, they are from every tribe, every language, every dialect, every people, every continent, every race, every word. Which means the great tribulation was really global. Yeah. It was really global. There was nowhere to hide. Because from every tribe created, meaning all across the communities of the earth, there was a consummation of the great tribulation, right? So there's nowhere to hide. Hallelujah. What a time. And it says, Matthew 24, Matthew chapter 24, are we still together? That's why I said we can do this once. Next week I'm not here. I mean, you are not here. The Lord is going to shut the door. And said that nobody can even come because, you know, for some time you will seclude. Matthew 24, verse 22, he says the following. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. They will be shortened. Do you understand now? Time of distress, terrible distress, but global. So we've seen the first one, greatest distress. Number two, it's a global phenomenon. So everyone will be involved. You cannot say, no, that thing belongs to Africans. Not at all. The whole earth, right? So it is time, it's the time of the devil worshipping. The time of the Antichrist. In other words, the time for devil worship. And for those of you who had to worship the serpent or the devil, probably you'd rather listen good to this one, right? 
And really tell me if you want to go into the great tribulation. If they're saying it's time for worshipping Satan. I see you are shaking your head violently. What's going on? Are you already decided I should not handle this topic? I should not handle it, right? You already decided you don't want to worship the devil, of course, right? So I should just skip this topic. Because decisions have been made. No, but what are decisions there for? They are there for what? To be made, right? So you have decided, oh, I handle it. Okay. <laughs> because you are shaking your head that you don't want it. And then <laughs> I'm like, the Lord has won your hearts. <laughs> That's why I'm here. That I may convince you to stop believing the lie of the devil who lies that the earth may be like this. No, 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 it will not be like this. Look at the coronavirus. It is mentioning to you, it is screaming, clamoring to you that look, things will change globally. It will be bad globally. It will be terrible globally. And you said something then. Yes, what was that? Which I wanted to raise up during the break. About this. And now, without waiting for the great tribulation, right? It's amazing. So now, so it's a global phenomenon. So it's a time for devil worship. So again, the way you love Jesus, the way you love worshiping Jesus, once somebody tells you such a thing that at that time, it will be a time for devil worship, no, you will just avoid it, right? Hallelujah. So now, the book of First John chapter 2, First John chapter 2, First John chapter 2 tonight, and I know the dinner will be late here, but let's focus on this, right? Then everything else will be handled later. First John chapter 2 verse 18. Dear children, are you there? Yes, dear children, this is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. Hey. He's coming. <laughs> he must come. He is coming. Hallelujah. So verse 4 here. See. Again, First John chapter 4 now. I'm reading verse 4. He says, Dear children, you dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world. But he's saying that you are now loving Christ. You are worshipping Christ. And there will be devil worship. I'm going to read from Revelation also, where now he will enforce. Apart from these two scriptures, I will now bring you to a place where it must also be enforced. Which means there is coercion. You must worship the devil or they behead you. I mean, you just take the little example, sometimes these terrible examples that have happened here, like Westgate Mall, 
Westgate Mall and many other buses in, is it Kilifi somewhere? Another place, right? Malindi, Lamo. When they stop a bus and they, they came to Westgate Mall and ask, who are the Christians? Garisa, oh, 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 yeah, Garisa University. Aye. Yeah, so, who are the Christians? Yeah. And you know, sometimes people will denounce Christ. Yeah. They will say, well, the Muslims, they, they will run to that side. You know? And then, this one will enforce. If already here, the distress, the greatest distress has not yet come, but people are denying Christ for expediency, for convenience, or in their wrong way of saving their lives. They can deny the Lord. How much more then? And I gave you this tremendous dream when he took me into the great tribulation, and this lady passed her because she wanted to shop. She denied Christ. Why are you not a pastor? Did I not see you pastoring a church? She said, no, 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 no. I think you're mistaken. So how much more in the great tribulation, right? So Revelation chapter 13, people will worship the Antichrist. Verse 7 of Revelation 13, he says, it was given power to wage war against God's holy people and conquer them. It was given authority over every tribe, every people, every language, every nation. He's trying to counterfeit what Jesus did, right? And then he says, all inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast. Did you hear the word all? All whose names were not have not been written in the Lamb's book of life the lamb was slain for the creation of the world. So he said they will worship the beast. So there will be an enforcement. In fact, there is a time he speaks his breath into the picture of the Antichrist and the picture speaks those kind of false uh, miracles and wonders. And when that picture speaks, what does it say? It instructs that anybody that does not do what should be killed does not have the mark. So it will be enforced. I don't think you want to go into that dispensation, right? So, it's a time of determined opposition to God. It's a time of serious opposition to God. It's a time of severest opposition to the Christian faith. It is a time of greatest opposition and severest resistance to Christians worshipping Jesus. It is a time of greatest affliction, suffering and persecution to anybody and anything associated with God Jehovah. It is a time of the most violent and the most brutal prohibition of worshipping Jesus including slaughter it's a time of the greatest 
persecution to anybody associated with the Bible. It's the time of greatest suffering and persecution and slaughter for anybody associated with God the Holy Spirit. I do you still want to go? I have no answer today, okay? It looks like you guys are going you you love you love going to worship the Antichrist? Okay. You know even silence is an answer. I know, okay. So look at the things he comes to fight, including slaughter. To behead. Grace's opposition to anybody Christian faith. Grace's opposition to anything God, anybody worshipping God, to the anybody associated with the Bible, anybody association associated with worshipping Jesus or God Yahweh or the Holy Spirit. Do you still want to come? I think it's wise to move into the safety of heaven, right? Hallelujah. Are we making headway on this? So now, to make matters worse for you, that you may be able to understand that you cannot, that the coronavirus is really, really warning you not to go beyond here. He's saying, it's the time of greatest martyrdom. Meaning people would be martyrs. They will kill you for the faith. You stand with the faith, they will kill you. The severest persecution of Christians will take place during the rule of the Antichrist. And large numbers of Christian believers will be persecuted and suffer very severely and be beheaded. Aye. Therefore, it is the time when the largest numbers of Christian believers are killed, assassinated by slaughter. Putting the sharp knife on the necks, right? No. Do you still want to go there? Hmm? Revelation chapter 6, we've read 9 to 11. Revelation 13 now, we read verse 7. He says, It was given power to wage war against the God's holy people and conquer them. Revelation 13 verse 10 he says He says here verse 10 If anyone is to go into captivity Into captivity he will go If anyone is to be killed With the sword With the sword he will be killed Revelation 13 15 he says The second beast was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast so that the image could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. Did you understand the fake miracle I talked about? Where they would cause the statue to talk and when it talked, guess what? It will say, all those who don't have the mark must be slaughtered and that will be executed. Ay, Ngerechi. It's bad. It's bad. 
I guess it is, right? Pretty bad. Very bad. Did you understand how terrible it is? They will become martyrs. It's time of serious martyrdom within the Christian faith. Aye. You have to be killed for worshipping. So Revelation 16 verse 6 it says the following. For they have shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets and you have given them blood to drink as they deserve. It is bad, right? Isn't that a bad time? It says, Revelation 19 verse 2, For true and just are his judgments. He has condemned the great prostitute who corrupted the earth by her adulteries. He has avenged on her the blood of all his servants. There will be a slaughter. Are we together? So it's a terrible time, blessed people. The time of the greatest and the extreme and severest persecution on the Christian believers, the worshippers of Christ. It is during that time that now the Antichrist will rule and large numbers of Christian believers will suffer greatest slaughter. And the largest numbers of them will be killed, assassinated and slaughtered for the faith. Do you still want to go there? So that is the message that the coronavirus is giving the earth today. The virus I prophesied and came into being. That is the message the virus is giving. They say, if you see that the whole world is gripped with fear of death, the martyrdom I'm talking about here is global. Meaning there will be global death, the terror of death, the slaughter. For those who do not believe in devil worship, who do not want to worship the devil. Are we ready to continue? It's a time of the worst and the most unbearable and unbelievable wrath of God. Hi. Do you still want to go? You say I could as well stop the someone from here. It's enough. You've determined it. I could just stop it because you people have said no and no. Enough is enough. You are going to heaven and not into the great tribulation, right? Because the church was never made for this wrath. But he's saying another reason, another important image of it, painting of it that you should know so you make an informed decision now. So you remove the church, the church of this age, from the complacency of apostasy and joking around with the grace of Jesus, wallowing in sin, gravitating between sin and church, and blending the world with their salvation, that they may stop it. This is the reason I'm presenting this, that they may understand the greatest treasure that Jesus laid before the nations when he died on that cross and resurrected. That I said you may take it serious and defend the grace and defend it, you defend it by walking in holiness. Because that will cause you to escape this unbelievable time. And remember all the things I'm reading until now are simply to prepare the earth for the mega judgment of God. Are we together? These plagues you see here, 
So he's saying it is the time of the greatest wrath of God. And there is so much to give here. Are we ready or not yet? It is amazing. I think this is a very powerful message to the church, right? Let the truth be told as it is. Not sweet gospel all the time. No, let people be told so they make informed decisions. And decide, no, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to the great tribulation. To reach a place where now you have to choose between Jesus and worshipping the devil. And then say, out of that these people may not hurt my body, let me worship who? I know. Do you want that? Not at all. You want to worship Jesus. Oh, I love Jesus forever. And so, and then make sure that we evade this. That's why when, when I look at the present day church, the complacency, when the coronavirus comes, they know the prophecy was given. It's global, it's worldwide. And they are still fooling around. Their reaction is still the same as the world. And today the Lord is disengaging the church from reacting as the world. You can go ahead and follow the procedures, wear the gloves, use sanitizers, do this, have social distance and all those things. However, at the core of your mission at this time is to target eternity. To ensure that now you focus on what will bring your deliverance. What will bring you into the glorious kingdom of God. Deliver you there. But you look at the church. At this time they are still in sin. That's amazing. Sexual sin. The way the women are dressing. The way the false prophets are still running around. So though they are not understanding the message of the coronavirus. The coronavirus is simply hinting. Glimpsing. Giving you a glimpse of what lies ahead. And he says things are bad. And now today the Lord has begun to bring it out to the whole world as it is, uncaramelized, unsweetened, as it is that you may decide on this day. Hallelujah. And so I need to be finishing shortly because tomorrow is a church service. And so there is so much. He's saying this is the time when God's wrath has made an intervention on the earth. God's wrath. In other words, the Lord is coming out. Why is the Lord doing all this in the great tribulation? He's coming out very clearly to make a point that sin and evil will never go unpunished. I, did somebody hear that? He's saying what? That sin and evil will never go unpunished. Be rest assured it will be punished. Number two, he's also coming out to make it so clear that sin and evil will never triumph before the Lord. They will never attain victory. Are we together? Oh yes. So we'd rather choose righteousness because it will not go unchecked. In other words, he's saying that God is intervening. He's going to intervene into the current contestation, this battle between good and evil, where if you choose righteousness, there's kind of a battle, you know. If you choose righteousness, the blackmail, the mockery, the slander, if, if you're preaching it, you know, 
that you attract that also, like Jesus did. He's saying God will now decide to intervene in there, into that conflict, that fight. And God will take the victory. He will intervene with judgment and with blessings. Judgment for those going to the tribulation and great tribulation. Blessings for those he's taking into the glorious kingdom of everlasting life in heaven. Right? The wonderful kingdom of peace and worship. Right? And safety. He's saying that during this time of the tribulation and the great tribulation, that's when the Lord now comes in. Remember those souls that were under the altar crying, Lord, oh Lord, how long Lord? How long before you come and avenge our blood? They were not saying just that the kingdom come, but they were asking for justice for those who killed them, who slaughtered them. So it is the time when the Lord now comes to bring justice for the sake of the persecuted, for the sake of the slaughtered, to bring justice, to pay back. It becomes payback time. Hallelujah. And so it's very important to understand these things that you may not run into the great tribulation and say, oh, you see, I never knew this. I didn't hear this. Uh-uh. It's all global. It's free of charge, right? I tell you. Very mighty. And so, let's try to read through and then I'll make some summaries in, in front of me here. The book of Revelation 19 verse 2 we saw already, avenging the blood, right? Revelation 15 verse 7. He says the following. 15 verse 7. It says, Then one of the four living creatures gave, you see, the living creatures continue. Their role in justice continues. Have you noted that? Yeah. Their role in bringing out the judgment of God, judgments of God against sin continues. So you can see that they are the envoys, they are the representatives of God executing this judgment. And that's why for us to reach a place where now you, today you understand that these two prophets of the Lord, their mission is actually riveted on the instruction from the living creatures direct. That's now instruction from God himself. That's why you see he comes in his cloud, right? Are we together? And that this ministry is actually closely, tightly tied to the seals of the scroll. Because they are the ones instructing their operation on the earth. Like striking with the coronavirus, right? That's the fourth seal, right? Are we together? Is anybody still young here? Okay, so Revelation 15 verse 7, he says that. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls filled with the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. Look at that now. They deliver the wrath of God. And all that is coming where? To the earth. Do you still want to be around? Hallelujah. And so, Revelation chapter 14 verse 10. 14 verse 10. It says the following. They too will drink the wine of God's fury which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath. They will be tormented 
with burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb. I, 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 I. The smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever. There will be no rest or day, no rest day or night for those who worship the beast and his image or for anyone who received the mark of his name. I, 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 I. And the way there will be persecution and some people receive the mark and worship the beast for convenience. But did you see the eternal torment and the smoke of their torment, torture, rising forever and ever? Do you still want to go there? Yes, I think you are now more determined to enter heaven through the rapture, right? And on and on, there are many other scriptures. So, you realize that the wrath of God that I'm talking about comes from the breaking of the seven seals on the scroll. And we are going to see how those seven seals lead to the seven trumpets. The seven seals, you can see the book of Revelation, chapter 6, as we saw. And the seven trumpets will move from chapter 8, we roll on down, right? And the seven thunders, there are seven thunders. We'll handle that from Revelation chapter 10. And then the seven bowels. So the, the, that, that is now the full cascade of the wrath of God for which these are the small time judgments who are preparing the earth. What else do you know about the great tribulation? You say, if that time was not shortened, nobody would have survived. Meaning, it is of a limited duration, right? God has limited it to three and a half years, right? The great tribulation. Because it's unbearable. Are we together? But those three and a half years are not a joke. They last like forever because of what transpires in there, right? So you cannot even count on that and say, let me give it a try, right? Would you say such a thing? No. So Revelation chapter 11, verse 2 and 3, it says the following. I was given a reed, a measuring rod, a reed like a measuring rod, and I was told, go and measure the temple of God and the altar and its worshippers, but exclude the outer court. Do not measure it, because it has been given the Gentiles. They will trample on the holy place for 42 months. You see that now? 42 months. So it's a limited duration. It's not forever. So even if the Antichrist wants to come and really rage and rave around, he's limited. God limited him. He limited him, right? For the sake of the saints. Revelation chapter 12 verse 6. He says... The woman fled into the wilderness to a place prepared for her by God where she might be taken care of for 1,260 days. Limited. You see that? that? That was such a grace, you know. Can you imagine if it rained on forever? But limited. But still you cannot count on that because a day is like many thousands of years considering what happens, the, the beheadings. Someone just walked, like now, if somebody walked in here with a machine gun, he just walked lesser from that corner and then suddenly he stood there and he asked all those who still believe they want to worship Jesus lie down here so I gun you down and those who denounce Jesus stand this way and then I will release you to go 
you know, it, 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 it may be tricky for you guys. Huh? It may be a moment, right? Isn't it? He's already saying, remove your shoes as you're lying down. Huh? Hmm? And remove your shirts. Huh? He wants to do it. It may be a moment and a half. That time your mind has already run to your family in Nakuru. You're like, am I? What decision will I? Okay, huh? Will I? Should I just? And then we just go back and be a family together. Uh, you, you, you'll be thinking so much. Everything has run through your mind. And so those who want to denounce Jesus, come this way and then remove their shoes and shirts. Those who want to believe Jesus, continue worshiping Jesus, remove your shirt and shoes and lie down this way. And those who denounce him now today never want to consider he is not Lord at all, be on this side, I'll give you safe exit, you go back home. These ones I want to gun you down. And then, in so doing, one of them says, may I will still continue worshiping Jesus. And he pumps bullets on his head, right in your eyes. That would be a moment and a half, Right? A moment point five, right? So can you imagine how terrible it will be during the great tribulation? Absolutely unbelievable. But because of the sinfulness of men on the earth, the Lord is forced to bring the horsemen. He's forced to bring the Antichrist. He brings because they reject the cross. The Son of the living God Himself pays such a price. How can you ignore? And sends a messenger to prepare the way. How can you ignore? No wonder the coronavirus has, is threatened to wipe the earth, right? How can you ignore this to preparing the way for the Messiah who died for all men? They have arrived. Their stripes are clear to everybody. How can you ignore? No wonder he has struck them with the coronavirus. He's threatened to wipe them down. He said, I'm finishing you right now unless you tell me why I shouldn't, right? It's unbelievable right now. You cannot ignore the Lord, right? And it will also be a time for some revivers we'll see, okay? It's time for the, the deliverance of Israel, as we know, right? And it will also be a time to prepare the nations for Armageddon, the big battle, right? So when we come back, I want us to handle something very sensitive, I want us now to start working slowly by slowly on those last two seals and connect them to the trumpets, okay? And then you will see that there is going to be an escalation of increased acceleration and cascade and severity, aggravation of judgment. Then what I've just said will seem like nothing, especially when we come to the seventh, seventh trumpet, right? Are we together? The Lord bless you. Thank you. So we'll continue tomorrow, right? The Lord bless you indeed. Thank you.